from their studio in the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's the Boomer and the Babe Show with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Join Pete and Deborah and their guests as they give voice to 78 million baby boomers from coast to coast and border to border. Now here are the Boomer and the Babe, Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Yes, indeed, it is the Boomer and the Babe Show. It is the national show. It is at 11 o'clock on the West Coast and 2 o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast. It's Tuesday, October 16th, 2012, and we're broadcasting from our studios not in Youngtown but in Sun City, Arizona. I'm Pete Peters. Deborah's with the client, and we're not going to be hearing from her today. Uh, her out-of-office activities are certainly keeping her busy and off the radio, so uh, well, maybe one of these days we'll... We'll have her back again. I want to invite everybody to go to the Boomer and the Babe uh, website, which is boomerthebabe.com. See everything that we're involved in. Uh, there's a page there for each of our shows, uh, our Making It show, our Straight Down the Middle Golf show, Boomer and the Babe show, Arizona Boomer Radio, uh, many different shows, and also many different, several different hosts of some of those shows. Uh, also, so go to boomerthebabe.com. Check that out for us if you would. Also, sign up for our online magazine, Boomer Experience Speaks. Uh, that's always good information in there. Much of the information there comes from the people that have been guests on our show. Uh, my guest today is somebody that I think any baby boomer age uh, approaching Medicare age would be uh, interested in, in hearing from. His name is Nate Perpura. And Nate is a Medicare expert, and we're going to get into some things about open enrollment and filling in gaps and what you need to look for and what you need to take take a look at if you're going to change your plans or want to change your plans or think you might want to change your plans. Uh, Nate, welcome to the welcome to the Boomer the Vape Show. Hey Pete, how are you doing? Thank you for having me. We're good, thanks. Uh, I'm going to pull a fast one on you here, and I, I apologize for not mentioning this in the in the prelim before we went on air. But we're going to ask you for your two-minute movie, which is basically information about you, uh, as much as you want to give us uh, about your history and where you've where you've come from, where you've been, and what you've done prior to becoming a Medicare aficionado. So uh, take a couple of minutes and just uh, tell the listeners uh, all about uh, all about Nate. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you caught me off guard a little bit there. Um, there you go. I, I'm a, a father of two and a happily married father of two with uh, two beautiful little girls. And um, I've been in the healthcare industry eight years now, um, working in various facets of healthcare for a couple of different companies. Um, uh, prior to that, uh, did some, uh, you know, did, did a number of things for about the first five, six years out of college. I was actually a, a TV reporter, so I've uh, done a little bit of work on your side of the, the business. And, um, uh, you know, since I've been here at uh, eHealth, which is the, you know, the company that owns Plan Prescriber, uh, it makes it sound like a big company. We're not, but... Um, we have a couple different, you know, websites that help people shop and compare for different types of health insurance products. So, uh, uh, prior to um, uh, to going there um, or to, to coming to work here, um, I had a lot of experience in the healthcare space. And what I really enjoy about what I do here is that um, it's a very good mix of great internet tools um, that help people uh, research on their own. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in seeing things and, and getting an understanding before you go talk to someone else. But then we've also got uh, four call centers here in the United States, staffed with great uh, licensed experts, uh, one in San Francisco. That's the one I'm at today. We've got one up in Sacramento, California, one in Utah, and one on the East Coast up in Massachusetts. So, um, uh, you know, I'm uh, thrilled to be working here. We we try to really help people every day and that's uh that's a great job so i i think it's a little bit all over the place there i wasn't prepared for that but i hope that that sort of sums oh, that's it up. Fine. That's fine. and yeah, as you know i'm a i'm a san francisco giants fan so i hope people aren't aren't switching off in uh st louis but we're we're tied up so <laughs> nate it's been really nice talking to you thank you very much for being on the show today <laughs> <laughs> just, just lost you i know you're a diamondbacks guy so uh no, that's okay. Uh, actually, right now I'm a Tigers guy. I mean, I'm born and raised in Detroit, so uh, let's, uh, so go Tigers. Yeah, uh, the Yankees are in trouble. So 
<laughs> it may be. It may be. It may be the uh, the Giants and the Tigers. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, everybody. Let me just per, uh, phrase it this way: Everybody seems to know what Medicare is. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that everybody understands fully what Medicare is? I, I think definitely not. Um, you know, we do a lot of uh, consumer research here, talking to our customers. We do email surveys and things like that. We partner with some groups like uh, Aging Care, which is a place for caregivers, uh, to try and gauge how much people understand Medicare. And I think at a high level, they know that it's sort of a government-provided health insurance pro- product. But beyond that, uh, they really don't, and particularly, I think the baby boomer uh, crowd, you know, doesn't understand it. Um, it's changed a lot just in the past six or seven years, so um, that makes it even more challenging. And then with the Affordable Care Act, there there are other changes coming in. So, um, you know, it's a hard, hard product to to understand. I've been working in Medicare myself for three years now, and I still learn things every day. So um, it's hard to call yourself a Medicare expert. It really is. Uh, so you mentioned the Affordable Care Act, and, I, and as I said pre-show, I, I don't want to get into the politics of everything. But mm-hmm. are, are there aspects of the, of the Affordable Care Act that will uh, be beneficial for Medicare recipients? Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, there are benefits that are in place right now. Um, uh, it's hard to talk about them without giving you some context. I don't know how well people understand Medicare, but just in an example, um, the Medicare Advantage program in and of itself has changed a lot with uh, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, it's it's gotten better in many ways. There are uh, quality scores. You can you can evaluate the products that you're going to enroll in. Um, there's you know there's the coverage gap for prescription drugs and and things like that. Um, so from a pure consumer benefit, um, you're getting better prescription drug coverage. You're getting some more quality scoring and ratings on Medicare Advantage products. And um, so, yeah, there there are definitely some some benefits to the Affordable Care Act um, uh, that, uh, that are in place right now. Do, in your opinion, do the benefits outweigh the any detriments there might be? Well, you know, that's it's a tough call. I mean, you know, we had this conversation before we got on the air. I think, um, you know, there are – I think both the Affordable Care Act and the Ryan Wyden bill, um, you know, which is the is kind of the only uh, Republican plan that's out there, um, they do a lot of the same things. They do them very differently, but you know, they both cut, um, or I should say, they both reduce the amount of spending on Medicare over time. Um, they both sort of set the same target growth rate. So right now, Medicare grows at three and a half, four times the rate of inflation, which means. You know, if next year your dollar, you know, your dollar needs to be worth a dollar one to be able to buy the same things it would buy this year, um, by that same measure next year, your dollar would need to be worth a dollar four to be able to buy what it buys this year for Medicare. Um, I don't know if that's a good explanation or not, but so Medicare costs go up faster than inflation, and so both plans target a growth rate of inflation plus one percent. Um, uh, and then you know the um, the Affordable Care Act does a lot more um, from a federal government standpoint to try and manage costs. Um, you know they have this this board that gets talked about a lot, this Independent Payment Advisory Board, where you've got some experts that go in and try and look at best practices, um, and then have you know make recommendations on uh, what they would spend for different you know what what Medicare should spend for different benefits and services. Um, the Ryan Wyden bill uh, was um, is more into a competitive bid process. So they basically say the government's going to define a standard. Uh, this is what every plan that wants to participate in Medicare must provide, and then they let private companies bid on that. They take the second highest bid, um, and uh, and then the second highest bid that becomes the core price, and then everybody else. Uh, you know, has to meet that price or they can charge over. And if they're going to charge over, you know, then theoretically they, they're going to have to try and offer something like something better, uh, better services, better quality, something to that effect to make them competitive with the uh, uh, the cheapest plan. So one really relies on private sector innovation and one is more um, uh, 
it's a little bit more government centric and you know so then it comes down to philosophy and what you you know where you line up on those things and i think there are there are really um admirable ideas admirable ideas in both proposals um and there's you know probably some things i would combine in both um uh so you know unfortunately in this world very seldomly does anybody have a monopoly on great ideas My so um so at this juncture, I mean the, the 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 working the working arrangement is right now that the Affordable Care Act is the law of the land, and based on who is elected, uh, it may or may not be repealed. And um, that's basically that's basically where it is. And they can argue all they want about it, but the fact, the fact those are the facts, and that's yeah. The bottom line, and and, and hopefully, to, you know, to repeal it, even if even if you got a Romney victory, to repeal it, um, he's going to need, he's likely going to need majorities in the House and Senate, which you know he has a majority in the House right now, but uh, there's not a majority in the Senate, and so um, you know there's got to be some wins there. So I don't know if a, a repeal, I think even if even if Romney becomes president, is um, is a slam dunk. So I think you know. More or less, the Affordable Care Act is is um, there might be some changes, but I think it's you know people should expect it to be the law of the land. Well, uh, just a question of whether or not how, how much fighting and political infighting is going to take place to, uh, and hopefully whatever whatever it is, it, it doesn't it doesn't bastardize it to the point that it uh, it's not worth at all uh, worth anything at all. So yeah, I mean I you know I think even both parties acknowledge there's some good things in it, and I think honestly acknowledge that there are some challenges with it. And I, I hopefully what we get in um, you know after the election, regardless of who's in there, is a bit more bipartisanship, so that um, you know everybody can can come together and try and try and solve the problems because we got real healthcare problems in the country. So. Well, that coming together would be a novel experience. And that's it would. Gonna, would. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, I'm singing Kumbaya, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, what, what was it uh, Forrest Gump says? And that's all I'm going to say about that. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk directly about Medicare and uh, open enrollment. Open enrollment started, what, yesterday? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, what does open enrollment mean? What is the definition of open enrollment? What can you do in open enrollment? So the Medicare, it's actually called the Medicare annual enrollment period. Um, this is the 52 days between October 15th and December 7th when a person can, um, pardon me, can uh, go on to, uh, uh, they, basically they can review update and possibly change either their Medicare Advantage plan or their Medicare prescription drug plan. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, you have this annual enrollment period, period every year where you can go and investigate uh, the available plans and how they've changed, make sure that your plan is still really the best plan for you, and if it's not, uh, make a switch. So that's, in a nutshell, that's what, uh, you know, the annual enrollment period is. And, uh, you know, the the thing about it is that um, the reason we talk about it, it's important, is that every year uh, we do a study at Plan Prescriber, the government does a study, um, and they all say the same thing, that the average person could save about $600. Last year was over $500. This year it's over $600 uh, by reviewing and updating their coverage. And yet there's also you know, a number of statistics out there that show that people just consistently don't do that. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, how complex Medicare can be, sometimes particularly the prescription drug benefit. But um, you know, if you do take the time to do that, you can you know you can save a significant amount of money. That's over fifty dollars a month. And, uh, and I personally talk to people who save a lot more than that um, on a fairly regular basis just by by doing a review and and updating their coverage. So, uh, for instance, uh, let's let's use my let's use my Medicare. I mean, I I just recently got on Medicare and. Uh, I was facing just like everybody else the deluge of mail coming in from uh for the supplemental uh, mm -hmm. which which is covered which is the Medigap, correct? Yes. Uh, and uh all these oh I mean man I tell you I could I could start one heck of a bonfire just uh, <laughs> <laughs> just in the stuff that I got. I, I know, I know. And I, and I and I looked through them and I you know and and I, and I don't know how I came to the one that I have. Mm -hmm. But um, 
the way it is, the way it's been set up, and I've tested it because I've had some outpatient surgery and then was rehospitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I um, every stinking penny of all of my expenses, hospital expenses, doctor bills, everything, tests, everything, was one hundred percent paid for. Yeah, between, between uh, the Medicare and the supplemental insurance. You're probably on a Medigap. You're on an F plan. Uh, an F, yes, F is in yeah. Frank, yes. Yeah, and that's kind of the Cadillac insurance of of uh, MedSup, yeah. I, uh, unbelievable. I mean, I just went I, I went in there thinking it was probably going to be okay and I, I'd be able to handle it, and I came out of there going, wow. <laughs> you know? I mean, it 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 really works. And, uh, yeah. and, I, and but compared to what I was playing before, because I had a pre-existing condition before, uh, compared to what I was paying for that pre-existing condition insurance that went into effect last October or whatever it was, uh-huh. uh, uh, I am just—I'm uh, paying now for my health health care coverage and for Deborah's health care coverage for the for the same amount of money I was paying for one, and only get a seventy or eighty percent coverage, whatever it was. That's it's, great. It, well, it is great, and and and, I, and that's why I think when uh, when there's talk about doing something to Medicare or whatever, I'm sitting there going, "Wait a minute, let's get carried away here," you know. And yeah, I well, and I understand that there's a need for in, for some kind of a change, but uh, yeah, it's you know, and I think a lot of that has to do with overall healthcare costs. I mean, as a as a country, the cost of healthcare is racing continues to race past the cost of inflation so it's um so you know if if i were to start from scratch i would probably start there i think it's a little scary when we start talking about messing with people's benefits especially when you've worked your whole life to pay into the system uh you absolutely expect and deserve to get you know out of it what you what you put in so um you know a cost is the issue and that's frankly why there you know this is continuing to be a discussion um but you know the what you brought up was a great point in terms of out of pocket costs because they're you know they can be significant and actually they can be significant with Medicare. Uh, you know the original Medicare benefit that you get from the government um, that's Parts A and B. Those are the two sort of legacy benefits. Um, it's a fantastic benefit, but it has gaps. And so you know you were lucky enough to smart enough to enroll in a supplement plan. I'm assuming you have a, a separate Part D drug plan as well. Yes, I do. Yeah, so you've got, you know, I'm just looking at our our data here. Um, looks like MedSup, the average F plan last year for Medicare supplement. This is a completely private insurance product that fills in all the gaps in Medicare. Um, the average price plan was $176 a month last year for a man, $163 a month for a woman. Um, there were plans as expensive as $465 a month and as cheap as about $70 a month. So there's a wide variety of F plans, just just cost in F plans. You need to go from 70 to you know over 450 for essentially the same um, the same defined benefit. There may be differences and nuances in in the benefits that the insurance company decides to add into that for those costs, but. At its core, an F plan, all F plans have to provide the same uh, dollar benefit that's regulated by the government. Um, you will cover, you know, all out of pocket, 100% of out-of-pocket costs over what Medicare doesn't cover. So, um, you know, y- y- you're able to pay some of that money out of pocket, but a lot of people, um, you know, that's $75 or $300 or whatever F plans available uh, in their area it is not something they can afford. So it's um, it, when it comes to Medicare, you know, it's it's not just understanding the core benefit, but also what the, uh, the supplemental private options are that are out there, and there are there are a bunch. So, uh, you know, what, what I find is helpful, Pete, sometimes is to kind of talk about those those major gaps in Medicare that people should be aware sure. of before we talk about how to fill them. So we kind of touched on this. You know, you have a private plan, a private drug plan separately. So people should know that uh, original Medicare A and B does not cover prescription drugs. Right. That's one big gap you need to fill um, is get some prescription drug coverage. The other thing that um, Part A and Part B have, again, as you mentioned, is they have deductibles and coinsurance. Now, Part A has a different deductible than Part B, um, and then that deductible for Part A 
can reset once you've been out of the hospital or untreated for 60 days. Uh, so it can reset, you know, theoretically 12 times a month, 12 times a year, I guess, over, you know, for 60 days. And, and you know, um, and it's it's over a thousand dollars. I don't have the exact number in front of me. Um, Part B's got a deductible. That's once a year, but then it's got coinsurance or sort of a cost-sharing mechanism for every service that uh, you receive. And that can, it's usually 20%, but it can go up to 45%. So there's no prescription drug coverage. You've got all this cost-sharing um, for the different services, and then there's no cap on your out-of-pocket costs. So, you know, if you're just on original Medicare uh, and you have, these, you have a major illness like you had, uh, without the supplemental coverage, you could just pay, 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 and you'll you'll never uh, reach a limit where Medicare steps in and says, "All right, we've got the rest of this," um, at least with the traditional benefit. So, um, so those are some pretty significant gaps that you know you need to be aware of. And the annual enrollment period is again why we talk about this is really the time when you can try and find solutions or ways to fill those gaps. So now, my 89-year-old mother, who is <coughs> has her uh, uh, her Medicare, her supplemental, and her and her drug plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is the time for me to change that for her. Uh, if I if I if I could set her up on the same supplemental that I have, and mm-hmm. on the same drug plan that I have, I know she's saving $200 a month right now. Okay. I mean, well, this. Yeah, so the challenge with a Medicare supplement plan um, is that those are medic those in most states are medically underwritten. So you if you don't sign up for a supplement plan right when you become eligible, you've got about a seven month window when you first become eligible to sign up. If you don't do that, then you are medically underwritten. And um uh if if you if you're medically underwritten that means the insurance company can uh charge you more or they can actually decline your application. So the if she's not on a supplement plan, uh, what I'd suggest is that you look at Medicare Advantage. Um, the big benefit of Medicare Advantage, uh, it, first of all, it combines a prescription drug benefit uh, with traditional Medicare. So basically what you're doing with Medicare Advantage is you're saying, I'm going to get my original Medicare parts A and B from a private insurance company. Um, then they add into that Medicare Part C, or uh, excuse me, Medicare Part D, the drug benefit, uh, and then the big one is they cap your out-of-pocket costs. This is a great thing the Affordable Care Act did, is it, it put a limit on out-of-pocket costs with Medicare Advantage. So um, about 5% of people on Medicare will spend more than $6,700 in medical costs a year. It's only 5%. So that's the maximum cap. Um, once you hit $6,700 in out-of-pocket costs on Medicare Advantage plan, you pay no more. Uh, that's a big number for a lot of people, but it's better than, you know, an unlimited cap. And then there are a lot of plans that are less than that. We looked at the the all the products available in 2013. The average cap is $4,500. Um, uh, so, you know, with all your cost sharing, your, your co-pays and things like that, um, that's the most you could spend out of pocket. So if you can't get into a supplement plan or you can't afford it, um, you know, med- look at Medicare Advantage because you do get that prescription drug benefit rolled in and that out-of-pocket max. Now, Medicare Advantage also has a cost. About a third of the plans are $0, so you get it for the same price you're already paying for Medicare Part B. Um, you get that out-of-pocket cap and you get that prescription drug benefit, but on average, the plans cost about 60 bucks. And the availability varies from state to state. Like in Florida, there are Literally, I think the majority of plans in Florida are zero-dollar plans, and then in some states, you know, there's maybe it's maybe five, ten percent. Um, so you really got to look around. Uh, well, not, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go. Well, and then I was, so was going to say for you know, there are some available for zero dollars. There are uh, the average is about sixty dollars. Uh, that compared to a Medicare supplement plan, the average is about one hundred and sixty dollars. Um, now, the upside of Medicare supplements, as you said, particularly with the F plan, is that uh, you don't really have to worry about gotchas or, you know, God, if I get sick, can I really afford a big bill? So what we try to encourage people to do is really look at what they could afford in an emergency versus what they're going to save on a monthly basis with um, with uh, premiums. Because, you know, with a supplement plan, it's a, as they say the average is 160 months. And then you've got to add the prescription drug benefit to that as well. That's on average is $30 a month. 
So you're looking at $190 versus $60. Um, you know, if you don't get sick, you're you're potentially spending a lot more money out of pocket. Um, so, you know, that's when it really gets time to start to talk to an expert and try and, uh, and I really encourage people to get help, um, sit down and do the math and try and really pay attention to um, to what you can afford and uh, on a monthly basis and what you could afford in an emergency. Uh, she already has her supplement. Now, her okay. her, her payment, uh, she, she's got this thing through... Uh, Ford Motor Company, which uh, was my my late father was at the uh, was employed there. Uh, and, my grandfather was as well. Actually, uh, there we go. And yeah. uh, and so anyhow, she's got uh, she's got the Medicare uh, A and B, mm-hmm. and then she's she's got the supplement which is being provided by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona, mm-hmm. and, then she, and then she has a, a, a drug plan. Now, what she's paying for her Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona is. Uh, I'm going to say $80 more than what I'm paying for my supplement from Mutual of Omaha. Okay. Now, can I think the question I was trying to was getting to was, is there anything that is going to stop me from switching her from Blue Cross Blue Shield to Mutual of Omaha F Plan, the same that same one that I have? What what are what are the what are well yeah the, it's, at, so the, the hazards. The the underwriting is going to be an important issue. Um, like I said, in some states, some states like California, like New York, are what's considered um, well. California is what's considered guaranteed issue for Medicare supplement plans. That means you cannot have an application for a plan declined because you have a pre-existing condition. Um, other states, and I don't know the rules in Arizona, but I can certainly uh, check on that for you. Or I, I think I have a chart somewhere on my computer here that I can pull up and try and find it. Um, but it's it's going to be a state-to-state issue um, as to whether or not she can switch. So, um, you know, that that company that she has now, they, you know, she, they obviously, you know, she's got to stay on that plan. They can't kick her off of that. But uh, another company wouldn't have to allow her to come on in many states. Uh, and then alternately, they could um, charge her more. Uh, they could rate her up. There are different pricing mechanisms with Medicare supplement plans. Um, so there are some plans that are uh, community rated, which means everybody pays the same price. Um, there are some plans that are priced uh, what's called age attained, and then there's earned age. And so these are all these different nuances and wrinkles in in how these plans are designed that um, you really it makes it'll make your head spin. And, uh, you know, you see, so you really want to talk to an expert, not just to figure out what's going to cost you now and whether or not you can get into it, but what's going to happen to that over time. You know, the fact that she's, um, she's in her 80s and she's paying $80 a month more than you, it's actually not that surprising because, like everything else, these premiums start to go up over time. Um, so depending on the plan that she's in and how it's rated, that, that rate may go up more than... Um, than other plans, if she's in a community-rated plan, theoretically her her premiums aren't going to increase as much. But uh, all medic medsup plans have rate increases every year. And then the challenge is, you know, you can't really. It's it's more difficult to uh, to switch or or change out uh, uh, because the because the underwriting issue. So what I should do then is I should either contact you and so you can help me uh, get that information or contact the agent that took care of my uh, writing my plan and see what it would cost to put her on that plan. Yeah, I mean, what I really encourage people to do first is go online. Um, Medicare has a great website, Medicare.gov. We have a website, planprescriber.com. Both of these sites show all the plans available. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if you're more knowledgeable about Medicare, uh, you know you really understand it. Medicare.gov is great. What we've done with Plan Prescriber is try to make it a bit more senior friendly, so it's it's a bit more accessible. We we do a lot of user studies and things like that to to try and um, design it so that uh, it's not intimidating. I don't know if you've heard of the paradox of choice, but it's you know it's kind of like you go into the grocery store. And you're trying to find. I had this experience over the weekend. Uh, my wife sent me to the hardware store to get some orange oil um, to spray for ants. And so I went into this aisle and I asked the woman, "I'm like, what aisle is orange oil on?" She sent me to the aisle, and I stood there for 10 minutes and I looked around. And I looked everywhere, and I'm like, "They don't, they don't have it." And I walked out and I asked somebody out, and they sent me back to the same aisle. 
So finally, the third time, I, I said, hey, you guys don't have it. You're out. And so she called on the radio, and some guy that worked there who was really busy looked all frustrated and walked in and grabbed it right from the middle of the aisle and handed it to me. Like, here. Um, you know, so this idea of, you know, the idea of paradox of choices, you have so many choices, you almost get so many things to look at and pick from that you almost get overwhelmed and you don't know where to go. So we really try to take that into account. We do show all the plans, but there's just less, um, I don't know, we, there's, I guess there's, there's, uh, we feel like it's, it's maybe a little easier to navigate for people who are new to Medicare, but in either place, um, you'll see everything that's available. Uh, you can see the supplement plans, you can see the Medicare Advantage plans, and you can see the standalone drug plans. And you can look at prices. Um, with the drug benefits, it's really important to look at not just uh, the drugs, not just the, the prices and the deductibles and things like that, but actually what drugs are covered and at what price. Um, so we try to make it really easy to do that. Um, but so, you know, you go to these websites, look around, look at everything that's available. Um, Try and find something that's within your price range that you're interested in and, you know, know what's available and then talk to someone. You can call us if you have a local agent. That's great. Um, but, you know, you, you want to know that when you talk to somebody that, um, you know, that you have a sense of what you're talking about too. Um, you want to go into any conversation armed with a little bit of knowledge and I think that's the great thing about the Internet is there's a lot of transparency. Uh, everything's there. It's all regulated by the government so you know you're not getting sort of um, you know, you're not getting the sleight of hand, and um, and that that lets you that lets you really know what you're talking about before you pick up the phone and and talk to anybody. Well, I'm I'm a firm believer in if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, how do you really know? Uh, I mean, really, really know whether or not what you're doing is. Um, is broken, so to speak. You know, uh, you know, using that analogy, uh, I mean, I think she's okay. I think, but I also think she could get something for less. But then again, maybe not. I mean, the Medicare, the Medicare portion A and B, that's that's what it is. It's not mm -hmm. Change that's going to be there that way, unless Medicare has an increase. So that's uh, nothing I can do about that. Uh, I'm assuming. Uh, just let that one let that one alone. Now the other the other two the the the, the gap insurance and the uh, and the prescription drug. Um, I, what I found on the prescription drug is that for the most part, what she the the few very few things that she's taking are four dollar mm -hmm. prescriptions at Target or Walgreens or wherever the heck they are. Great, I mean, yeah. <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, but the minute I know, the minute I drop that drug program for her, she's going to need something exotic. It's just the way it's. Well, you know, I mean, the drug, great thing about the drug programs and uh, whether it's on Advantage or standalone plan is you can change that every year. That's what the annual enrollment period is for. Right. Um, and you know, with our website, and I believe with Medicare.gov too, I'm not sure, but I know with our website, you can actually go and create a profile. We we'll give you a number, and then every and you just put in all your drugs and the dosages that you're taking and that kind of thing. And then every year you can go back. Save that number, put it back in, um, and you know, do another search, and you'll get, you know, all those drugs will be there. You can add new drugs to it, and that allows you to just check and make sure that you're still getting the best price. Because, and I had this experience with with my dad. He turned 65 last year. It was the first wave of the baby boomers, and um, uh, he's got an insurance company and a doctor and all that that he really really likes, which is not uh, one that we sell, but. Uh, you know, he still wanted help and he wanted to talk through it. So I had him talk to uh, one of our agents here, a great guy named Eric Maddox. Eric walked him through uh, the different options, um, found him the plan with the insurance company that he really liked. Um, so he said, great. And he uh, called the insurance company. And when he went through it with those guys, um, they found him a cheaper plan. They were like, here, this this one's less. It was a $0 plan. This is a $0 plan. Take that. And he said, oh, great. Okay. It's great. I'm saving $35 a month or whatever it was. Well, then when he got his first bill for his prescription drugs, uh, the prescription drug benefit was, was not as good. He was on Lipitor, and he was uh, spending $35 a month instead of $10 or $5 a month, whatever the copay was. So those are the kind of nuances. And it just, you know, he just, you know, he just didn't pay attention to it. 
Um, but those are the kind of nuances that are really important. And, you know, it's, I feel like a failure as a son because I'm in this business and I'm telling people this advice all the time. But it's, <laughs> it really is important to, to look at those copays um, because that's where, you know, it can really get you. Um, it can really, really get you if, if you're not paying close attention to that. So uh, that's the kind of thing where, and, and they do change every year. You know, that's the other the other thing you got to understand. Um, new drugs go generic every year. Um, this year, three of the most popular drugs people enter into our website are going to go generic. Uh, they are Singular, which I believe when it was approved this year, actually, Advair. Um, uh, I'm sorry, no, Advair is not, but uh, Cymbalta and Niaspan. I'm sorry, I'm looking at a list here, and I'm not a drug expert. So Cymbalta, Niaspan, and Singular, those are all going to go generic either this year or next year. So if you're on one of those drugs, um, chances are that, uh, you know, you may the price of it may change this year on your plan. Um, there may be a higher cost share. There may be a lower cost share. Once the generic's available, you could save a lot of money with that. Um, so and you know and then sometimes drug companies get a new deal or a better contract with somebody else or they'll set up a network with a pharmacist. You mentioned Target. You know, there's the Target plan where you can um, you can get order your drugs from Target and you get them for three or four dollars for generic. Um, so there's all these different deals and things that you can get, but there's so many and they're so complex that um, you know it's nice to be able to sort of plug them in and, and sort of look at them and look at the raw dollars. Um, and that is and that is one to do every year because those those plans do change and we hear this all the time where people just sort of like the toad in the pot where you you know if you if you drop a toad in a pot of boiling water it'll jump right out but if you put it in the pot and you slowly increase the heat over time they don't notice that they're boiling to death well it's a lot of times it's the same thing with Medicare is these costs is you know your copays for this drug go up two dollars this year and five dollars next year and ten dollars and all of a sudden you're spending a thousand dollars out a month for prescription drugs and you're like how did I get here um, and that's that's often what happens you know to folks and why the AEP this annual enrollment period is really important well I mean and it varies it also varies from pharmacy to pharmacy because cause yes. I know that I know that I was uh, she has the same drug program now as she had before She's mm-hmm. had this drug program since since whenever, uh, and um, she if we filled it when I was filling the, the prescriptions at uh, at one pharmacy, uh, the, they were they were charging me this and uh, they were charging me a fee and they said oh and you save fifteen dollars with your insurance and I went wow that's really cool <laughs> and, and, and then just be, just for grins I took her list of drugs to uh where I get mine which is which is target and mm-hmm. i said how much are these drugs here and they went oh well that one's $4 and that one's $4 and that and i went what yeah. so the, what the pharmacy was doing is they were given there was a generic available and they weren't offering me a generic and i had no way of knowing there was a generic available the doctor prescribed whatever the doctor prescribed, and nowhere on the orders did it say uh, generic substitution is uh, acceptable. And <laughs> and she's getting beat up on the price uh, by uh, probably about a thirty, uh, twenty-five to thirty-dollar difference uh, over the over the course of uh, of three-month prescription. Yeah, I mean that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's just nuts. It was just nuts. And I said, "Well, guess what, Walgreens? Now you don't get her drugs anymore. You don't get her her uh, her prescription work anymore. That's all there is to it. The only time I go there is if there is some sort of an emergency, which fortunately there has only all, there's only been one because they're open 24 hours. And I'll go get that one and and, and pay the freight. But I mean, otherwise, hey, we're going to we're going over to Target. Well, you know what's increasingly happening. The Target. The Target uh, uh, product was really the first one to do this, but what you're seeing now is most pharmacies are partnering up with insurance companies, and so they're offering in-network plans. So you may be able to get uh, the same kind of pricing uh, at Walgreens, but it might just not be with the same plan or you know whatever pharmacy. So it's really it's more and more it's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like a team up, you know, like Captain America gets together with Iron Man or something. It's you know the drug <laughs> company, the insurance companies, and the pharmacies are getting together and they're they're saying if you buy through our network, we'll give you a break on the price. And so you got to make sure you're in the right network. And the other thing that we're seeing this year 
um, as more and more of these big drugs go generic, is $0 copays if you order stuff through the mail. Um, that's really big. So there are a lot of, um, uh, I don't know if there are a lot, but there are, there are a handful of the insurance uh, uh, drug plans that we sell where the uh, the carrier will give you uh, your your generic drugs at a $0 copay after you meet your deductible. So they're trying to continually get creative with these prescription drugs, uh, particularly the generics, and, and be really competitive. And again, that's just where the benefit of being a really shrewd consumer and um, and really comparison shopping is is uh is to your benefit especially you know if you're on a fixed income or you're older um you know and 30 30 40 dollars a month is a big deal I and mean, it's a big deal for for me i got two little kids but uh, you know i imagine it's even even tougher as you get older so um you know and and it is hard and it is complex and i you know it's the challenge with the internet particularly with older folks is it it can be a bit intimidating so um, you know, your 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 mother's lucky that she's got you. I know my dad's uh, thrilled that I helped him out with it. Um, so you know, try and if you can, try and find somebody to help you out too. Exactly, and and the other thing, I'll just want to throw this one in there. Uh, it's interesting because, uh, for instance, when I go and I get whatever medications that I'm taking, all of a sudden there'll, there'll be a notification that says, "Well, this this is the same medication, but it's got a different look, or it's a it's a different uh, a different shape, or whatever the case might be, different color possibly." And they they're explained because we're using a new manufacturer. Now, I'm assuming that the reason they're using a new manufacturer is because that new manufacturer is given them a better deal yeah i would assume so yeah and uh and so therefore if you've got if you've four dollars is for that they're not going to give it to me for three because they're using it in the manufacturer but i mean they're they're, they're going to increase their margin but the still the same four dollars is there but that mm-hmm. still tells that still tells me as a consumer that they're trying to keep costs in line as best they can so that i can continue to pay four dollars and not have to pay five yeah, and you know, and I think just not to dove back into politics, but I, I will say one of the things I I really do like about the Affordable Care Act is it did do a lot of things to try and um, uh, create some efficiency. You know, when you squeeze people on cost, um, you know, it's amazing how how much more efficient they they can get when they're really uh, forced to do that. And I think that's a good example of it. You know, there's this um, there's this new benefit when you go into the donut hole. Where you're going to get, uh, you know, a discount of I believe 57% on brand name drugs, and I think it's up to 12% on generics. Um, I've got that. Listen, I'm trying to get all my notes in front of me. I'm trying to look through and find that exact number. But, you know, it's a, it's a good discount. It's a it's a really nice benefit. Um, and you know that that puts some pressure on on uh, the pharmaceutical companies and the the insurance companies to work together to say how do we how do we cut costs here, and I think that's a good thing because we gotta we gotta make a more efficient system. So, um, you know that's a really good example of uh, of government you know uh, just putting some rules in place that that uh, you know ideally benefit uh, benefit the average consumer. Yeah, I mean anything we can do, I think, to, to uh, uh, control control some of these costs. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm a cynic enough to say that sometimes the free market is not quite as free as people make believe that it is. <laughs> and, and, and we got to put some reins on some of these people. And unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, whichever side of the coin you're on, it's, mm-hmm. it's the federal government that's got got control of the reins and if they if they yank them in and 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 do something uh, and and it makes it so that everything is much more affordable for people especially in healthcare and they can actually get some costs cut in healthcare uh, mm-hmm. and there's not all the excesses uh to the health uh, to the health providers and the and, and drug companies and so on hey I'm all in favor of it you know call it what you want I'm in favor of it <laughs> yeah I, yeah I I'm right with you I think you know um you know, put the put the structure in place that um, that allows the private sector to do do what it does so well, which is innovate, be creative, and uh, you know, be create operational efficiency and things like that. We certainly see that with with our business, and um, you know, creating these internet tools to let people shop and compare is when there's when there's it, it becomes really obvious that when there's some transparency, when people can actually look at all the things that are available, and uh, and really understand what's in them. And how they work, 
that they make better decisions. Um, and it's on us, the challenge is on us and, uh, you know, really everyone, but we, we've definitely take it to heart here at eHealth that we've got to continue to make it easier, make the website better and simpler for folks to use. Um, you know, particularly when we made the decision to get into the Medicare space, we knew that was a big challenge. And I've looked at, you know, usability studies with, um, you know, we'll talk to folks at senior centers and, um, bring them in and show them the website and do tests with them. And you'd be amazed at the the things that we learn about um, the way people who, you know, didn't sit at a desk for eight hours a day their whole life while they were working, they were out, you know, doing things with their hands and stuff like that, how they work with the Internet. It's We act like computers and the Internet have been around for forever, but, you know, it's really only about 10, 12 years old. I didn't even have an email address when I was in college. So, right, um, right. You know, it's just, you know, and my mom grew up in a coal mining town in West Virginia without running water. So, um, you know, it's just, it's amazing how how much things have changed in a short amount of time. Um, so we, you know, it, it, it's good that we're trying to serve this market. We're trying to bring technology here and we're really looking at uh, technology as a way to try and um, communicate with an, with an older group of people because if we just designed the internet for you know, kids who are 18 years old or 12 years old or whatever, we're um, we're not doing anybody a service. So, uh, you know, I think um, I think that's that's a good thing, and and uh, uh, you know, we we need more of that in in the industry, and I think we're getting there. We're getting there. Well, and, and technology is moving so fast, and it has moved so fast. I mean, it, it used to be the case, and it wasn't that many long ago, uh, that many uh, years ago. Uh, that uh, where where I was working, the primary means of communication with me was via the pager. And, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd get a message to go over here to pick up this and 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 take it over there, take it from this doctor. So we were we were doing uh, uh, we were doing insurance, uh, moving insurance files around for uh, uh, different organizations, insurance companies, and doctors' offices, and whatever else. And I'd be driving my car around, they'd start giving me a bunch of stuff, and I'd get over the pager, go get this one, go get that one, pick this up, drop that off. And it was all on the pager. I said, wow, this is really cool. You know, it's all it's all automated. <laughs> and now it's completely different. It would be Well, you know, when I was a TV reporter, we had CB radios in the car. Oh, yeah. And that's how, yeah. you know, and so if you were trying to communicate with the station at the same time as another, uh, another reporter out in the field, you know, it was like, and all this, you know, you know, all these... Um, <laughs> Exactly. You know, you're listening to the things in the police scanner. Now we have cell phones and you know, the internet on the on your iPhone and that kind of stuff. So it's yeah, I don't know. What's, I'm almost scared to think what we're going to have here in another ten years. You know, <laughs> with these eyeglasses that send you directions and all this kind of crazy stuff. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Exciting times, right? It'll be interesting. Well, we're getting down here to the short rows. It's it's amazing, uh, Nate, how quickly this hour's gone by talking about this. And uh, is, is there anything else along the way that we may have missed that you uh, uh, you want to offer as some additional tips that uh, I may have not gotten to? I was afraid you were going to ask me that. We covered a lot in uh, in 48 minutes. You know, I, I guess I would just kind of um, reiterate you know, I guess the the key message here, which is that, um, you know, the Medicare benefit is is pretty complex, particularly if you're new to it, and uh, it's a fantastic benefit, but it has some gaps in it, and I really just encourage people to to investigate those gaps, understand what they are, and then, um, you know, if you make a determination that uh, that you're going to get some private insurance for that, that you that you really look around and look at all your options. Um, you know, I think definitely you, you kind of have to enroll in a Part D plan of some kind because if you don't, there's um, there's an incremental pen- penalty on that uh, the longer you go without it. And um, so, I mean, you know, if you go without it your entire life, then you don't have to pay the penalty. But if at some point you do decide, you know, I need a prescription drug benefit, um, you're going to be paying a lot more for that. Um, but then, you know, with the other supplements, whether you get a Medicare supplement plan or a, a Medicare Advantage plan, um, you know, you definitely want to look into those. And uh, I think they're particularly on the Medicare Advantage side, I would just say that there are some um, some sort of legacy thoughts about that program. Uh, when they initially rolled it out, there were some issues with it. And I think, you know, I hear from people all the time that, uh, you know, some negative things about Medicare Advantage um, you know, there's been a lot done to uh, clean up and improve those products. They really um, provide a tremendous benefit now. The networks are very solid, so you know you're going to get a doctor and a, 
uh, hospital network and those kind of things. Um, and so it's really a benefit to look at, particularly if um, if MedSup is is something that's unaffordable. Um, you know, the Medicare Advantage plans, there are a lot out there. They're from good insurance companies um, with a long history, a good reputation, um, and you can you can feel good about those plans. Uh, you just want to kind of know what's available and and what your options are. So, um, and I'm I'm struggling here to to round this out, Pete. I can't think of anything else we didn't talk well, about. But, um, well, let me let me uh, let me just. Uh, there is one thing that I I know that I don't think we mentioned, and that is for the very first time when you turn in sixty five, uh, and if if you're on Social Security, you will get all your Medicare options sent to you. Uh, uh, by the uh, Social Security Administration, correct? Yes. Now, the other thing, as I understand it, is that once you have attained the age of 65, uh, you have seven months to make your choices. Uh, three months before your three months before your birthday uh, month, your birthday month, and three months after. Yeah. Okay, so you've got basically six months to make your choices on your supplemental. And on your prescription drug program. Yeah, there are some there are some caveats to that. If you um, if you work for a company and they provide a benefit, you know, you usually have to enroll in Part A, which is the hospital insurance, which you get for free with you know if you've been working for ten years or you've been you know married and your spouse has been working for ten years, you usually get Part A for free. Um, so you you know if you're on employer sponsor insurance, you may uh, they may switch you over to Part A, but keep you on. The private insurance for the other piece, and then whenever that insurance ends, that's when your eligibility kicks in. So there are some nuances and caveats uh, if you're in that situation. Um, you know, if you're uh, if you're a new immigrant, or you know, you come over to live with a, a child or someone like that, there are special rules that uh, that apply to that. And uh, you know, for all those situations, you you definitely want to get some help and talk to uh, an expert who knows how those rules work. And your organization is where we're going to find some of these experts. So why don't you tell us about your organization and how people can get uh, in contact with your with your folks? Okay. Well, we are uh, uh, our company is eHealth Inc. and we run um, uh, eHealthInsurance.com. We've been in that business for uh, about 15 years now, and um, a couple years ago we uh, we bought a great company out of Massachusetts called PlanPrescriber.com. Um, uh, these are folks who uh, were really focused on the senior space, um, and so they've got a great uh, uh, tool and website for folks who want to compare all the Medicare Advantage plans that are out there, all the Medicare Part D plans that are out there, and uh, the majority of the Medicare supplement plans are out there. I don't know if we have all the sub plans on there, but um, so really, if all your private options with Medicare are all on that website. Um, so we, you know, we've combined. We've been in this internet uh, health insurance shopping experience for you know a decade and a half, and um, got a lot of really dedicated, uh, talented people here who uh, who care about folks. That's a company I'm extremely proud to work for. Uh, with uh, with people I'm extremely proud to work with. So, um, you know, if you wanted to call and speak to a licensed agent, you'd speak to uh, you'd, you'd call 888-312-5447. If you're on a TTY, the number 711. Let me give you that number again. It's 888-312-5447. Uh, TTY 711. That will take you to uh, to uh, our call center for Medicare products. Very good, very good. Well, I've got to. Uh, I've got to take and, you know, let me just say Go this ahead. too, though. If you don't, if you don't call us, um, call somebody. You know, you can you can call one eight hundred Medicare. You can go to Medicare.gov. Um, there's probably an agent in your town. Uh, uh, you know, you rely on a child, a friend, uh, a caregiver, someone like that. But I just really encourage people to um, to take advantage of this annual enrollment period uh, that's going on right now and really make sure that you're getting the most out of your Medicare dollars. Because uh, when that doesn't happen for folks, uh, it can cause a lot of problems, and and you just want to avoid that. You got a perfect opportunity to do that, and people lining up to help you. So, and it doesn't cost anything. Um, you know, so it's it's 
you know, as they say, uh, my, my dad has all these great analogies, and I was going to throw one out there, but I don't think it's right. So I, I often mess them up. So, but uh, just you know, it's it's free. So um, so uh, er, there's no obligation. I should say that's the Medicare required way to say it. So there's no obligation uh, for you to get help from these folks. So uh, just take advantage of of help anywhere that you can get it. Uh, take the time to to do that kind of comparison. Make sure you're you're getting the most out of your Medicare. Well, I will say this: I uh, when I became Medicare eligible. I did go online, and I did go to Medicare.gov, and I think I even visited eHealth. And uh, and the very several places that I went, they were all very helpful, and uh, and uh, and I'm quite certain that I was on eHealth, and I found out some good information there as well. So, uh, by all means, you know what's have, you know what's interesting that I I find with um, with a lot of our agents on the Medicare side. Um, a lot of them got into this business. They had a background in selling other kinds of insurance. A lot of them got into it because they had a parent um, or a close relative that went on Medicare and had a lot of problems with it. Um, you know, they didn't they didn't get on the right plan. They didn't pick the right plan, and they thought um, that you know, well, I've been in insurance, I've sold life insurance or health insurance for years, so I can really I can help them out because I understand insurance. But Medicare is completely different. And uh, so there's a there's a lot of people that work here that are motivated to work in this space because they had a personal uh, experience with a family member that just made them feel like uh, you know I, I have a real opportunity to help people here. Um, so that's and that's you know across the board regardless of where they work. Um, you know I go to Medicare conferences and things like that, and I just see a lot of people that are are passionate about this space. So I'm not surprised that you had good service when you called Medicare. Well, the 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 other thing I want to I, I want to mention is that uh, I had a I had a template. In other words, I I saw what my father had and what my mother now has, and I said, this is what she has here. This is what she has here, and this is what she has here. I want to duplicate that effort because I know when I take her to the doctor, the times that she's been in the hospital, she had a stroke, whatever, everything was taken care of, and I just I just gave them cards and I said, sweet, this is the way I like it. This is perfect. That's a and, great idea. And I had a template. So when I was starting to talk to an uh, to an individual, I said, "This is my template. I want this, this, and this. What's the most cost-effective way to get it?" And we had that discussion, and I got what I think is a very cost-effective way to get everything that I needed and wanted, and I know it's working. So I will offer that up myself to anybody, and that is tell them you want to have your – you certainly want your A and B, you want your supplement, and you want to be able to make sure – I would recommend a plan F. F is in Frank because I think that is um, very comprehensive. Uh, that is the Cadillac of plans, yes. And uh, and also then uh, prescription drug and then uh, and as you said in your particular instance, exactly what you said is I know to be correct, and that is take all your drugs, put them into the uh, uh, into the, uh, the the picture there, and uh, and they'll tell you exactly what you'll end up paying for those drugs, and and which ones are covered at what at what levels. And it, it's it's all there. It really is all there. And uh, whether it's uh, e-health or uh, um, uh, the government site, either, either one, and it's something that you just need to do and take the time to do. There's no doubt about it. But have an idea going in as to what you're looking for. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, sir. Well, thank you for being our guest today. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you and meeting you over the phone. So uh, all good information and and good luck in everything you do. And take care of those two little girls. I got two little granddaughters. I don't know how old yours are, but I've got six and three. And boy, I tell you, they're a hoot. They're a handful. I think I think uh, it's, being a grandparent's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah, well, being, a dad's, being a dad's a good deal too, but yeah, yeah. grandparents are really good deal because you can go to the soccer game and say they played well and go home. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right, very good, sir Nate. Thank you very much. Nice talking to you, and uh, you. Uh, good luck. Uh, keep yourself busy in this open enrollment period. Okay, I will. Thank you very much. It was nice to talk to you. Nice talking to you as well. Take care. Bye bye. Right now, and we've been talking to Mister uh, Nate. Uh, I gotta get this name Purpura, and Nate Purpura is with eHealth, and uh, he is also working with getting some uh, people uh, together as with his agents and the agents at eHealth uh, with getting the best possible uh, 
offers out of Medicare, and uh, and it's always good information. So have yourself ready to go and uh, be on your be on your way to getting your new uh, your new insurance uh, and your open enrollment period. And I want to thank everybody for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow with a couple of different shows. So please uh, stop by, listen to us again then. Until then, we're going to just say have a great rest of the day, everybody. Uh, watch the debate tonight because uh, I'm sure they're going to be probably talking about Medicare. So uh, watch the debate. Maybe you'll learn something there too. I kind of doubt it, but whatever. Thanks a lot. Take care. Have a great day. to the Boom and Debate Show, where we bring interesting conversation to the world. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, where we tweet as Boomer and Babe, and on Facebook as Pete Peters 47 As always, you can friend us on Blog Talk Radio or sign up for our newsletter at boomerandthebabe.com. Email us at host at boomerandthebabe.com with any of your comments. Remember, at 50, you're just getting started. 